I just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome. Uh, well, my buttons aren't working. There it is. Welcome to Life Today Live. I don't know what's going on with this guy. Oh, there it is. Okay. Welcome to Life Today Live. We are live, uh, and stuff like that happens, but we are continuing. Yesterday, we talked about father wounds, and if you missed that and that speaks to you, uh, that is available on all the outlets that we're on. Today, we're going to talk about the four elements of fatherhood. What are some positive things that, that men can focus on regardless of the age of your children my children are all adults now and uh, these principles are still true uh, still applicable uh, and you know if if you are a father you're always a father uh, and we can always strive to do better and build those relationships because at the end of the day at the end of life uh, not many men go man I wish I'd have spent more time at the office or you know, I wish I'd have played another round of golf. Uh, it's the relationships that count. Those are the important things. And so today is a day we're going to look at building those relationships, good relationships, solid relationships. And I'm glad to have Jesse Bradley back with me. He has a free ebook. We'll tell you how you can get it free. Most of the books that we talk about, you have to pay for it. This one you can download for free. It's called Four Elements of Fatherhood, uh, and we'll tell you how you can get that uh, or send it to a father in your life. And Jesse is a pastor, speaker, former pro soccer player. So, you, I don't know, we got might get some analogies to, to the soccer field. We'll see. Jesse, great to have you back on Life Today Live. Thanks so much, Randy. Appreciate you and all the ministry that your team produces, the content. Keep inspiring us. Well, it's uh, guys like you that make it possible. Now, now your qualifications. Uh, are, are you a father? That's right. I am. Four <laughs> children, three boys and a girl, one adopted, and four teenagers now as well. Yeah. Oh, well, so you're in the thick of things. And the adoption is interesting. You know, I'm adopted. And and so that's always, to me, it's like a, that's a very cool thing. Um so why, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious in our culture why we need to talk about fatherhood. Uh, it's a problem. Uh, and yesterday, you know, we talked to someone whose father was absent uh, and the wounds that resulted from that. Um, but for those of us who are fathers, whatever stage our kids are at, uh, what, what are some of the things that you want to just encourage in us today? That's right. We want to celebrate and honor dads this weekend. Over 74 million in America, and a lot of dads need a fresh vision of the fullness of fatherhood. So here's four elements, and the first one, it's connected. Because like you said, the relationship's the most important. Spend time, quality time, enter in emotionally, listen well, and just enjoy your family. There's nothing greater than love, and create that culture of love in the house. The second one well, is I, I, I got to stop you right there, man. <laughs> yeah, right on. We, we have time, but you, you've got teenagers. You, you know, that's not always easy. How do you, I mean, you know, my wife has coach, coached me through those years. Um, but w how have you maintained that connection, especially in, as they start to, you know, find themselves, you know, find their identity and things like that. And a lot of times dad gets kind of shoved aside. That's right. And it's not easy. I'm learning. 
But, you know, if you look at our home, we've got basketball in front, soccer in back. My wife doesn't have the grass she would like to have. We've got <laughs> Papa Shot in the living room, and we're kind of a hub. All the neighborhood kids come over, so we've got part of the chandeliers broken. The railing's been broken with the stairs. You know, there's some damage, but it's worth it, that relational time. You know, one habit, and I really believe habits, those small things that you can cultivate have massive results, it's continued throughout our, the lives of our kids. And that's before bedtime. We read the Bible, we pray, and we talk about life. And mm -hmm. it might seem small before bed, but that's often when they're most open. They slow down. They're ready to listen. And just before bed, trying to feed their souls. And as they get older, they'll share more insights. They'll read scripture. They start to take it themselves. But doing that together, it's a special bond. And sometimes... Yeah. You know, fatherhood's just seen as like, oh, you work hard, you bring home a paycheck, or you do some work around the house. But if you can go deep with your kids spiritually, I mean, it's really in the home first. Uh, sometimes we think the church primary, and then we just do a little bit extra at home. But we got to flip that. It's got to be at home first and the church secondary. Both are important. But uh, yeah, that time with the Lord at home, that's really key. Yeah, that that is important. But I also like that you said that you made you make your home a hub. That's something we purposely did uh, when our children were growing up and we had neighborhood kids over all the time. And I got to tell you, you work hard, you spend a you know, day at work, you come home. Honestly, the last thing you want is a bunch of loud kids running around the house. Am I right? Am I right? You know, it's true. I, you said soccer metaphors. So I was a goalkeeper. There's 11 people, you know, on the soccer team. When I come home and they've got all their friends over, it feels like I got 10 <laughs> players in front of me. And I'm in goalie mode and it's dynamic. And, right. you know, where's the need? My wife's phenomenal. I'm so grateful for Lori. And uh, it's a team effort, the two of us. It, it's different every day. But you try to stay on the same page, united. And then you pray and game on. You dive into the action. And, but I, I think it's important to stress that, that to stay connected to your kids, guys, you just need to know it will require some sacrifice on your part. We sacrificed our grass. I, I had to replace yeah. my garage door because the basketball goal was above it and they beat <laughs> the, the heck out of it. And, and it, I mean, and it cost me money. And it's, yeah. that's not in the moment. That can be mm. very difficult to, to blow up, you know, not blow up uh, or you know, get, react. And when you're acting, you're not reacting. And when your action is, I'm going to sacrifice so that my kids want to be at home and their friends want to be here so I can maintain a connection. When you keep that at the forefront of your mind, it can it can stifle those natural reactions when they break your things uh, and annoy you which kids will but it's just let's be honest they will so yeah you you're doing you're doing exactly what i think is necessary uh and even on those days you don't feel connected over over time that connection is is stronger so good good on you well i like your transparency i like to say inside of us we've got the flesh and the spirit and the flesh likes to run ahead so if something's broken you know, right away, the first response you want to have, it's not coming from God. So you got to slow that down. The spirit catches up and then mm -hmm. let the Holy Spirit lead. It's a picture of reliance. I don't think, although in life, sometimes the most worthwhile things are the most challenging, but I don't think there's too many things that are more stretching than parenthood. 
And we've got to abide with Jesus and rely on our Heavenly Father or else uh, we'll mess it up. And we do mess it up. Apologize to the kids, but we can grow in our parenthood. Mm -hmm. And God will, will train us and build us up, give us insights. And it's a reliance on God. Yeah, that ties in with one of your points that I, I that struck me. And I went, boy, that is, well, that is good. You say that fathers carry a non-anxious presence. Uh, and unfortunately, that's not true. I mean, you know, we know the bad homes where when the father comes in, the anxiety level goes up. You're suggesting that it should be and can be just the opposite of that. That's it. And rested is one of the four. And of course, we need sleep. We need to set limits and boundaries. But the rest, the shalom, the peace that's greater than the challenges we face, that comes from abiding with Jesus. That comes from prayer. When mm. we cast our anxieties upon God, we're not anxious, but instead with thanksgiving, we bring our requests to God. And that's a learned skill for a lot of dads. I didn't grow up doing that. I didn't come to know the Lord until college at Dartmouth. And then this relationship with Jesus was so new. But I learned that, and God will teach us. We, When we trust him, when we thank him, when we praise him, then fear diminishes and anxiety diminishes. And dads can come in and de-escalate. It's both solutions that are cognitive, but then it's also a culture that's emotional that you bring. And bringing that non-anxious presence is where everyone else starts to calm down too. Yeah, and have you noticed the difference between boys and girls? I got two of each. And right. the boys need pushing a little bit at times. Uh, I've, I found, mine did. <laughs> um, but the girls need that calming because especially in the, you know, again the teenage years they're going through so much physically uh, hormonally emotionally uh that i i found that i approached the boys and the girls i mean i approached all four of them differently because they're all four different um yeah. but i don't know what do you what have you seen in in your kids and your right you know, I think at every age and stage, and for boys and girls, a dad protects and provides, humble and honest. You got to speak the truth in love, but also, like you said, that reassurance. And some kids need it more. Those years of middle school are, are just so much is changing in their world. Their bodies are changing. Their hormones are changing. Their friends are changing. The trends are changing. Yeah. And sometimes they're not sure what to chase or what to catch. So if you can speak into that, that security, in the Lord, that you're already accepted, forgiven, you're loved, you're wonderfully made. When that drops like an anchor for the soul in kids, they're different than their classmates. And that's the difference that faith makes. That's the difference that God makes. And that's available for everyone. So when I, with our kids, I really try to pay attention to teachable moments and teachable hearts. And it'll go as deep as they want to go. And some of them are really hungry. And they're hungry for God and that security. And I'll say this, God's love brings a security that leads to an authenticity. If you're not secure in God, you won't be who he's made you to be, but you'll imposter syndrome, trying extra hard to fit in, again, chasing those things that are cool. But when you're comfortable in your own skin, and if that happens in middle school, you're gonna stand out because that's not the norm. And we've got one, one daughter, like I said, three boys, I just like the time with my daughter to just play and laugh. Sometimes you say that not anxious presence, reassurance, mm -hmm. like the Bible says in Proverbs 31, laugh at the days to come. And I find that if we just start laughing, whatever those stresses were in her day, like they start to roll off some. So we get playful at night, just goofing around. She, 
she gave me a t-shirt dad joke loading you know and, <laughs> and uh, I, I wore that for a run the other day and i just i forgot i had it on i couldn't figure out why everyone going by was kind of laughing at me <laughs> and i looked down but she says it's a fine line between a dad joke and a dud joke so <laughs> you got to choose carefully on that one uh yeah i i love it and and that 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 just it it pays off uh, as again my kids are all in their 20s uh, and so i've i've kind of got a little bit of you know hindsight in that and man those days where your kids don't want to talk to you they don't you don't think they're listening oftentimes it's just your presence just being there that, that offers something uh it, you can let it be on their time and not always your time you don't have to always be preaching at them you know yeah. uh I, I i don't know i think if anything we can learn from scripture god the heavenly father who promises he will never leave us or forsake us, especially for girls, but also for boys, just Amen. knowing that you're there, uh, mm-hmm. you're never going anywhere. And let me ask you about this, because this I didn't see this in the notes, but I know you know it's true. They got to know that you love their mother. Yes, yes. Sadly, I think people flip the priorities and they make the kids first, and then the marriage just gets the leftovers. Mm-hmm. Or the job's first and the marriage gets the leftovers. But a healthy marriage is one of the greatest gifts you can give to your kids. It's easy when so much changes. You have children, all of a sudden there's needs that don't stop, the conveyor belt of needs. I mean, you're changing diapers, you're feeding, they're crying, and you start you know, serving, serving, serving as a parent. And sometimes you get so busy serving, you kind of take each other for granted or you stop going on dates. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I know what that's like. And I try to keep shifting because I know, hey, I'm going to be with one person in my family, I assume, all my days. And that's my wife. The kids want to empower them and they're going to move out and start their own family. So my wife and I want to stay close because when the kids leave, it shouldn't be like, oh, wait a second. Who are you? Uh, Hopefully we'll go out on some extra dates and enjoy maybe some additional vacations. But at this time right now, it's a both and. And I really think it starts with the marriage. It really does. And, and, you know, in a society where marriage is so dysfunctional, we can preach to our kids all you want about what a marriage should look like, but that doesn't hold a candle to modeling it, showing it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And with my boys, I want to be able to say to them, how did I treat your, your mom? Yeah. You know, that's because they've got friends doing all sorts of things when it comes to dating and, and talking about that. But even just for them in the years to come, I just want to provide that picture where they'll come back and say, now, how did dad treat mom? Mm-hmm. Because again, sometimes with kids getting attitude and our kids, uh, I, I thank God for our kids, but let's say the teenage years, sometimes there's attitude, there's pushback, there's sarcasm. It gets mean. It's hard for parents to stay consistent because one minute, you know, you feel like they really want you there. And then the next you're not as cool. Right. And then sometimes they're snarky and it's like, <laughs> yeah. that's a roller coaster ride. Yeah. So uh, I, I think like you say, that consistency, but not taking mom for granted. I just say to the kids pretty frank. I say, who do you think serves you more in the world than anyone else? More in the world than anyone else. And they've got to admit that's mom. Hmm. So I say, well, doesn't it make sense then if the person who serves you the most that you would be kind to them? (laughs) You know, so try to bring some accountability, do what we can. (laughs) Yeah. You know, when my oldest went to college, uh, she came home after a while and she goes, I didn't, yeah, I, I didn't realize what a bubble we lived in because she was going through the broken relationships, bad parenting of all the girls that she was getting to know in college. And she realized what I grew up with wasn't normal. 
uh, you know, yeah. in, in our society, it was different. And you know what? That's what she sought out uh, when she started looking for a husband. Uh, and, and that's where she's at. So, I mean, man, just nothing more powerful than modeling it, living it out uh, daily, you know. Uh, and great. it just pays off. So just yeah. a little encouragement for you. <laughs> you right. I, exactly. I told one of my boys yesterday, I said, you know, when you do get married and you think about what's important, you know, and I started listing the qualities. Then I said, your mom's really got a lot of those. You don't have to marry someone just like your mom, but your mom really has those, yeah. doesn't she? Yeah. You know, yeah, that's good. Build her up. All right. These are the four elements of fatherhood, an ebook that is available uh, for you. Here's the URL, dadsandhope.com dadsandhope.com you can go download that get a little sort of a game plan a little guidance a little encouragement uh give you some hope because it is possible and you know no matter how much you may have failed in the past it's not how many times you fail uh, proverbs tells us it's how many times you get up you know uh and so it, maybe this is a get up day for you to go okay i'm gonna i've not done it right but i'm gonna start in jesse's book can uh, really give you a good game plan for that. Uh, you started to go into your second point, and so I'll circle back to that. Yeah, uh, right on. So yeah, what that is that? First one, connected, and then second, invested. Invested is your time, talent, and treasure. Invested is serving, using your gifts, making a difference in your church, in your community. And when I think about, you know, invested together, I want to do some things with my kids. And we've had opportunities through our church, supporting kids in Cambodia, sponsoring, so our whole family doing that together. And then there's an opportunity where we ran a half marathon and it provides clean water for kids in Africa for the rest of their lives. And we did that together. And that shift from just talking about it, like it's a great concept or idea, to actually running this race together, that's yeah. a moment we'll never forget. Yeah. So when you're serving together, you're making memories, you're creating those memories. And together, being able to make a difference on the other side of the world. So find those opportunities as a dad to come alongside your kids and do something together. It could be yard work for a widow down the block. It could yeah. be bringing someone to church and a ride there. Get creative, but find a need and start to meet that together. And again, when the things you're talking about, you are demonstrating a servant heart and helping others, which, by the way, one of the best things to cure anxiety and fear and depression is to serve others and you know we, we're hearing about that in young kids all the time when you get your focus off yourself and, mm -hmm. and you see especially someone in need you kind of go oh wow okay and then you do something about it it just I'm, i i i'm sure some expert in physiology could tell you but I, there's got to be i don't know endorphins or something released when you go out and help someone else that is good for your own brain so that's great. Right. You, well said. And you said another phrase, one of my favorite phrases. My brother-in-law, uh, who's older, my older sister, her husband, said something when my kids were real young. Uh, they were doing something, and I was like, why are y'all doing that? And he said, making memories. And that phrase stuck with me the rest of my life. That's good. When yeah. you invest in your kids to make memories— uh, we, you know, we've done weird things. We've gone to a Cadillac ranch in West Texas on the way on it. We'd stop nice. on a drive, right? You know, yeah. um, obviously vacations are a good one, but other things like, like your half marathon, mm. those yeah. make huge impressions on kids and that, mm. that shapes them. Uh, have, yeah. did, is that a phrase that you used on purpose or is that just sort of, I mean, you ever yeah. put any thought into that one? 
I want to create those memories. Like you said, summer camps are powerful, summer trips. Those are memorable. We love to pull out pictures and just retell stories. Yeah. Sometimes it's, you know, the talent show at home. But yeah. uh, one that we created recently, you know, my son turned 16. And as the kids grow, one of the hardest things for me so far has been handing over the car keys to my son. I know there's some parents out there that can relate. Oh. Not because he's a bad driver, but oh. you think of all the other drivers and what could happen. We flew down to California, picked up a minivan, and then drove it back together. And it was through the mountains in the snow. Oh. And I'm sitting there in the passenger seat as, you know, we're ascending and descending on these mountains in the snow. My son's driving. Oh. And I just thought, we're never going to forget this. Like this <laughs> <laughs> I'm praying and he's driving and we got home safe. So, and then my other boy in the back. If you survive it, you're never going to yeah. forget it. <laughs> you know, uh, relationship risks. I mean, that driving's a risk, but we got to take relationship risks as parents and sometimes that's meaning you're vulnerable sometimes it's an adventure that you don't have everything scripted out you know but when you step into those you get to see a side of each other and and they get to see you not in professional mode but a little more raw and i think there's a lot of dads that could take risks when it comes to emotionally mm. or spiritually or even some of those trips and adventures serving together. So uh, there's a lot in there when we're acting in faith and stepping out of that comfort zone. Yeah, uh, Doris watching says that her husband's connected with his three sons and daughter, and he's a beautiful example of what a dad is supposed to be. And I think that is a wonderful phrase, to be a beautiful example of a dad. Uh, that's, if, man, if my kids say that at my funeral, Right on. Right? I mean, yep. Yep. You, you just there's nothing better in the world. Uh, That's so, it. Let's and, get... and I like to say there's a lot of roles I can play and a lot of people that can play my roles. Like if I'm not the pastor here at Grace Community Church, you know, in Seattle tomorrow, there'll be other people who can do it. But there's only one person that can be my kid's dad, and it's got my name on it. So <laughs> I know when I come before the Lord, I want to be faithful there. And that takes some intentionality. You said sacrifice. Hey, we're all growing and learning. And there's grace on past mistakes. You can apologize to kids. They'll yeah. understand. Mm -hmm. But let's keep moving forward together as parents. Yeah. Sometimes they'll forgive you quicker than your spouse will, <laughs> if we're honest. All right. Let's, yeah. let's get to the, the last element. Uh, that is tested. What, yeah, what that's is, right. What is that? Because the storms are going to come. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, right? The storms come and they don't knock first. They're not polite. They don't ring the doorbell. They say, oh, could I come in and bring a trial right now? <laughs> but they're going to come in many forms. That's what James says in chapter 1. But out of these storms, good things can happen. And out of these storms, Jesus said, if you abide with him, your house will be like a house on the rock and not the sand. I mean, as a dad, I want my house on the rock and not the sand. I want my life on the rock and not the sand. And how you, you always choose your attitude, how you choose your response, that's going to leave a legacy for the kids. That's going to inspire kids. And if you choose reliability, integrity, and purity in the storms, your kids won't forget that. So dads are going to be tested, mm -hmm. but God is faithful and he, his grace is sufficient. You can walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You don't have to stay there. And out of that time of testing, the kids are going to see Jesus in you. So stay close to Jesus during those times. Oh, man. I don't know if you hit that point, but I hit it. I hit it in my marriage. <laughs> but definitely in parenting where I'm like, I can't do this. 
Yeah. And the reality is alone in our own strength. I don't, I really don't think we can. That's right. Uh, that's why I think that you, you got to have a relationship with God and you got to go, you got to eat daily in order to have the strength. You know, you got to, you got to go to him daily as you can in the word and right. prayer, yep. whatever. I, I, so, I mean, I don't know if, if some dads you know, have been trying to do it alone, <laughs> what do you right. tell them? Right. You know, there's a misnomer and a misperception. Sometimes people think they're quoting the Bible, but they're not. And they say, God won't give you more than you can handle. And if you mean that God will always give you a way out in a time of temptation, he will. He'll always give you a way out when you're tempted. But when people say God won't give you more than you can handle, that's not what the Bible says. The, the, God won't give you more than you can handle in the sense that his grace is sufficient, but it will be more than you alone can handle. Yeah. And so if you're in that position today and you're feeling overwhelmed, let's say it's your relationship with your kids or your marriage, your finances, and you feel like I just don't have enough. Well, that is true. You don't have enough. I don't have enough. We're not self-sufficient. But that truth shouldn't drop you into despair. That truth can be a springboard into this new relationship with God, because when you put your trust in Jesus, and if you're watching today and you don't know Jesus, that's the starting point. He's yeah. died for your sins. He's risen. Mm -hmm. Be born again by deciding to follow Jesus. It's grace. It's a gift. You can't earn it. You can't achieve it. So you can't achieve salvation, and you got to rely on God for that. And then moving forward, we continue to rely on God, and the Holy Spirit's in you, and the Holy Spirit's going to empower you. The Holy Spirit's going to guide you, comfort you, and the fruit of the Spirit is the love, joy, and peace we're talking about. So surrender to God, be filled with the Spirit, and you'll be the dad. You'll be all God's designed you to be, and you'll just know. You'll be able to tell people, well, that wasn't me. I didn't used to respond that way. I didn't used to yes. you know, be a dad like that. But this is what God's doing in my life, and the Holy Spirit's helping me. You know, and that, that's so true. I, you know, whether God will give you more than you can handle or not, I can promise you this, this world, will give you more than you can handle. That's for sure. <laughs> you know, and yep. there's there's just, I, I, I really, I don't see any, I don't, I don't know how you get hope for a dad without God in, not just in the picture, but being the picture. Right, uh, and, and, right. And, you know, I don't want to mean to discourage anyone, but to me that's encouragement because the wonderful thing is he's yeah. not the bad dad. He's the That's good right. father who is just looking for us to come to him, waiting with that ring and a robe and a feast to celebrate us, to welcome us in, to make us sons, not servants. Yeah. Uh, and if, if you're discouraged as a dad, you can go look at, you know, some, some scriptures. Start with the book of John or, you know, read the gospel. Those are great places to start. And you'll see God's heart towards you as a father, why he calls himself a father. Uh, and then how he wants to come into your life and just make, just bring you good things. He's a good, he's a good father. He's a perfect father. He wants to give good gifts to his children. Uh, and, but he, he doesn't force himself on us. He waits for us to come home. You can stay in the pig pen like the prodigal son did, or you can get up and say, you know what? I'm dirty. I'm filthy, but I'm, I'm going home. So Jesse, I want to give you the last word. I want to show people real quick, uh, the website here, this is dadsandhope.com if you go to there you can uh, download the four elements of fatherhood give you some hope some encouragement and some direction because we, we need each other as men uh to you know to work through these things together um 
That's right. No That's man right. is He's the God of yes. compassion. Yes. He's and he's the father of comfort. He's the God of hope. Hope is relational, not just a feeling that comes and goes. Hope is relational. God is the source of our hope. And you mentioned different types of dads. I, I summarize it by saying there's abusive dads, absent dads, and then there's average dads and admired dads. Mm. And you can overcome as you receive God's forgiveness, you can forgive your father and you can have a path of restoration. There's dads who had absent fathers who are now very present with their kids, yeah. change the narrative yeah. in the generations. Yeah. Uh, and then also with gratitude, be thankful for dad, notice his strengths, continue the legacy. You're not gonna be exactly like him, there's freedom, but our heavenly father is the key to all this. And you said it so well, Randy, we have a perfect father, we have a loving father. And the more you draw near to your heavenly father, the more you as a dad, are going to be like God. And you're going to be the light of the world. You're going to be the light in your family. America's got a lot of challenges right now. We need to start at home. We need to start with families and start with dads. Yeah. And God is there. So lean into God's presence and receive from him. He'll fill you up and he'll equip you and empower you to be the dad that he's made you to be. I love it. Great encouragement, uh, Jesse, man. Thank you. I, I just appreciate your energy, your time, your thought, uh, and just your encouragement, man. This is this is good. Thank you. I enjoyed it. And if <laughs> anyone wants to connect, uh, please reach out. Jesse J. Bradley on social media. Love to hear your story. Yeah, do that today. Jesse, J-E-S-S-E, Bradley, B-R-D-L-E-Y, if you're listening. Uh, you can find him. Uh, nice looking man. His two sons had a lot more hair than he does, but that's okay. True. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for being I'm low here. maintenance up there. It's real easy. Real easy. <laughs> okay. well, that's true. Uh, share this with someone. Offer a dad some hope. Uh, and you guys have a great Father's Day weekend. Come back. We'll see you again next time here on Life Today Live. It's the only book he ever wrote. You need to know the Word of God. You need to know what God's book says. God's word, brother. It's food. It's finished. It's God's book.